D'Angelo of WrestleZone.com. Today's date is December 8th, 2021, and I'm here to do the MLW Fusion Fight Report. Now, I did happen to miss it last week. I kind of got a little bit under the weather and just did not have the time, but I'm happy to merge the two together, the two shows together, and talk about uh, some big takeaways from it. Obviously, we got to talk about the Opera Cup and its finals, which happened to have TJP versus Davey Richard in the finals. Very well done uh, from match overall. These guys know each other so, so well. And the, the build to it throughout the episode was very, very good. They had little video packages um, uh, that showcased uh, each man's journey to the cup. And then at, right at the main event, right before the main event, each guy had a little video like expressing why they won the Opera Cup, their intentions, how, what their plans were, all that kind of thing. It was really, really well done. If you have not seen that episode, please definitely check it out because it's very, very good. And you got a lot to take away from that uh, match in itself. I do not. Well, geez, it's the Fusion Fight Report. So I will tell you who wins. Uh, it was Davey Richards. And um, very awesome. Uh, heartfelt promo at the end that he gave. Uh, Cesar Duran came out and presented him the trophy. And then he had time at the end of the show, which is really neat to see. Because obviously, you're going to win a championship of some sort or anything like that. Like, you win a Super Bowl. You win the Lombardi Trophy. You win... You know, the NBA Finals, it's about damn time. Anything like that, you uh, will be talking afterwards. And the champion did talk about it and talked about what it meant for him. And, like, he said to the Philadelphia crowd, he's like, I was supposed to dedicate this to somebody, but he's like, I usually go get If you know me, I'm David Richards, and I go against the grain. So I want to dedicate to all you fans and everything like that. So very good baby face, heartfelt promo, uh, Dave Richards is awesome. I'm so happy to see him back in wrestling, and it's really, really awesome to see him in major league wrestling in particular. And, you know, he's a big advocate for the promotion, too. You can tell he's uh, all in, and he's uh, you can tell he's really enjoying himself, too, just overall being back in wrestling. It's, it's awesome to see, and he's doing great, great work. It's really, really cool to see. And TJP, you got to give credit to him, too, man. He, um, he can play a heel like No Tomorrow. And um, he does not have any uh, adversions to doing such. Uh, it's it's nice to see. <laughs> I mean, he is such an athlete. And um, both him and Davey, uh, they just complimented one another amazingly. You got to see the finish. It's very, very well done. So, yeah. Uh, go check. Go back. Check that first episode about the Opera Cup. Also, we have the Bumae Club joined. Fight Club established. Alex Kane with Mr. Thomas. Uh, really cool. Uh, Bumai is a uh, reference back to Rumble in the Jungle uh, with Muhammad Ali and uh, how the fans in the crowd were chanting Bumai, which means pretty much end them and that person. <laughs> so uh, it's a really neat name. And uh, Alex Kane has such good promo ability. Um, you know, it's awesome to see him be able to do stuff that he does in the ring, like the suplex assassin stuff. But, yeah, he's uh, a personality outside the ring. And obviously with pro wrestling, that's so important. And he's got it, man. So it's it's going to be neat to see him further cultivate that down the road and and uh, see where the Bumaya Club goes. So, But uh, this week of Fusion, too, what a big follow-up. We had, um, geez, well, we had the debut of Enzo. We had uh, a tag team title street fight, Philadelphia street fight to close out the show. 
And then we opened with a really – and a backstage brawl. I Jeez, I can't even – yeah, we had a backstage brawl with our world heavyweight champion, Alex Hammerstone, uh, fighting Mantaza, who is also known as Jeff Cobb. Uh, but we opened with an unexpected surprise, which was Aries versus Ramos for uh, Cesar Duran's suitcase of cash. And uh, Duran came out and was like, hey, he promoted it. It was, I mean, Duran is so good. You, you, if you look at like the little things that he does in the ring and then like he's walking out uh, after presenting the briefcase and you, he was walking by Holiday and Dr. Dax who come out with Aries and he like gives them a stare. It's just like a little thing that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think about, but he's, he, he keeps with it, man. And Duran is, he's so money for this company. It's so cool. Like it's, it's something that like a lot of fans missed from Lucha Underground. We're getting it right again with Cesar Duran in MLW Azteca, Azteca, uh, which I have to mention as well. Uh, the tapings at uh, Tijuana finished up, and it looks like it's going to be its own standby solo series, standalone series, excuse me, uh, that's going to air. And uh, like I said, those Tijuana shows are super, super unique. They're going to be even more unique with Duran there, but. Um, what a! I'm very, very excited to see how uh, these are presented uh, because they do have their own uh, special presentation, uh, special uh, crowd audience. It's so different there. So it's I'm very much looking forward to see that'll show up on January 6th, starting off. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but this match here is we're getting a little bit of a preview as we have Aries going up against Ramos. Uh, these guys have faced each other twice now in Major League Wrestling. Once in the Fatal Four Way that uh, had uh, the MLW World Middleweight Title at stakes, which Jerry won, but then they faced each other one on one, and Aramis got the better of that the first time. Uh, this time, Cash was on the line, and Holiday and Doctor Dex were ringside, and they uh, did play a factor. But wow, you want to see some unique stuff? These guys do it um, every time. Every match is different. Um, they do some of their, the same stuff, but, oh, there's this overall like style and uh, different set of movesets that they incorporate into it that you haven't seen before, but like, wow, that is pretty effing cool. So you have to go and watch this match. I was so surprised, pleasantly surprised by this match. And, um, uh, Dr. Dax and Holiday played a factor in our eras getting the cash. Uh, eras has a very neat finisher, by the way. It's like a heel. He hooks the back leg of Aramis, and then he does like a Michinuku driver. It looks devastating, uh, but both these guys, they can go, and it's fun to watch. The crowd was into it. I was into it, so definitely check that out. Um, there was also an update. Alicia Toot did a, a, a rendition of MLW Embedded, and she covered uh, the state of Contra. It, it's basically no more, so what you have is uh, Mads Kruger, the whereabouts of Mad Kruger was seen in South Africa and fighting, he's fighting, and he swears vengeance against uh, Jacob Fatu after what happened. And then uh, Akira Kwan has renounced the group, and he's, uh, interestingly enough, training in Japan with Tajiri. So think about that. That is pretty awesome. That's gonna, that might set some pretty neat stuff up here laying down the road. Um, that's what's neat about MLW. They, they plan 
plan ahead. They, they, like there's things ahead of time. You're like, hey, I got to make note of that. It's going to happen. Something's going to go down. And sure enough. Um, and then as far as Fatu, he's AWOL. We haven't seen him since. It's just basically that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we got to wait and see what's the status of one of Major League's top stars. It's going to be – I'm excited to see where Fatu goes. I'm so pumped. So, uh, and what he does here in MLW, because, uh, there's, I mean, him as a baby face, I mean, my goodness, what are you going to, I mean, geez, you can't, <laughs> there's money to be printed there. Uh, and finally, Joseph Samael, Alicia notes that he vanished before war chamber and that could have been intentional. Now she does put the uh, blame onto Cesar Duran for this, his manipulation of his words and, and, uh, kind of. Sowing the seed of treachery and deceit between Contra. So it's pretty neat to see Duran like this evil guy, <laughs> clearly evil dude, just uh, making chaos <laughs> with one of uh, wrestling's most chaotic factions in Contra. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what directions all this takes going forward. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, uh, but yeah, we also get. Enzo, the debut, Matt Cross versus Enzo, and I loved this match. I loved how it was portrayed, how they portrayed Enzo, how they portrayed Matt Cross, and then how they executed the match and told the story. Uh, they did not shy away from the polarization of Enzo. Uh, he came out, he did give uh, like mixed reaction kind of thing, but then once the bell rang, he got the, you heard the how you doing chants, and um, crowd was pretty good behind Enzo. But uh, Matt Cross, uh, the story that the announcers told on commentary were like, uh, you know, Matt Cross is well-trained. He's uh, he's a, you know, a positive, you know, person behind the locker room and yeah, environment as a wrestler. He's such a professional and all that stuff. He's been, he hasn't he didn't get the main stage that Enzo has. And they talked about Enzo's um, like opportunities that he received and you know, being with Dusty, they even mentioned NXT on the program and uh, talked about, uh, Bacina mentioned his, like, knowing uh, Enzo and NXT and stuff like that and how he never had a problem with them, but he knows people that had problems with them. And then he would, all, they also just talked about, like, you know, uh, Enzo kind of redirecting course and uh, being more, uh, like, wrestling-oriented and stuff like that. But um, they also talked about, yeah, his kind of, like, his inexperience in the ring, too, they, they basically addressed. And um, all this really played out into a very, very good match. Um, Matt Cross and does a very good job at keeping things moving. But Enzo, like, you know, he's got the presence in the ring, too. To Like, he had some of the acumen to, to be able to show, you know, he can kind of go in the ring as well. Like, he looks, from all accounts, like, from what I've seen from Enzo in the past, this looks like he's very much improved. And, um... You know, he, he delivers uh, some move sets and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I was I was very impressed by this match. And um, the finish was super cool and super clever. Well done. Like, um, so uh, what happens is Enzo tries to get out of the ring. Matt Cross goes on a flurry of offense. He hits, uh, by the way, he hits a, <laughs> a crazy pumpkin in the middle of the air against Enzo. It's an awesome spot. You got to watch it. And then he also hits a cutter off Enzo and then taunts him and goes to pin him. But then uh, Enzo kicks out. Uh, but anyways, so the finish is about to happen. Matt Cross is dragging Enzo back in the ring. And Enzo grabs hold of the apron, 
the ring apron, the little ring apron, and he's pulling the apron into the ring. The ref stops him from doing it. He, the ref goes to put the ring apron back. Enzo low blows Matt Cross and then hits his, uh, I think it's what, what's it called? Jeez, I just had it. Dunzo, I think, but it's like eat the feet he hits him with. And he gets a one, two, three on him. Uh, really good finish. Enzo was bloody. He got bloodied somehow. I'm not sure how exactly went down, uh, but uh, it was very good. Uh, it was a, a good visual and everything like that. And Enzo like just played into it, man. And so uh, like Enzo's a heel. Okay. <laughs> He's a heel. And um, we get more of that um, because they tease that uh, Casey Navarro is going to be on commentary coming up here. And as Casey Navarro, we cut to a commercial. And then as Casey Navarro comes back, cuts back, uh, we see him walking to the ring. And he, like, gives uh, Enzo some, like, uh, you know, uh, demeaning eyes, if you will, because he doesn't like how the actions Enzo took in the ring. And, like, commentary makes note of that, too. So as Casey Navarro's heading towards commentary, out of nowhere comes Enzo again and hits him from behind. Throws him into the barricade. Enzo just like stares at him. It's kind of a neat moment. Like it's like Enzo's like <laughs> it's just a unique way to react to things. And I I like Enzo. I, I think he's great. I think he's a really good addition to Major League Wrestling for however long he's staying. And um, so he takes Casey and uh, he puts him in a razor's edge and he hits him, runs him, charges him into the ring post, and then uh, medical attention is uh called and uh casey navarro is attended to so uh and then we get later on that casey navarro was rushed to a philadelphia hospital so but yes a good very good a plus debut for Enzo, i would say um yeah it was really well done um yeah and they they i think they're handling enzo in the best way possible too you know what like enzo people have this negative stuff they say about him i like him and i think uh, there's just so much that he's able to do. I'm excited to hear him on the mic and I'm excited, excited to see what, what more they do with him because there's a lot he can do to embrace that MLW fusion aspect of things. So, uh, yes, I like that a lot. Um, the, as far as the brawl with, uh, Mintaza and, uh, Alex Hammerstone, that went out throughout the whole episode and it was a really neat way it finished because we cut and we see Richard Holiday. He's with Alicia Toot. And he's, he's got a present for Alicia, too. Even though Canadians, according to him, don't celebrate Christmas. When Alicia, too, was like, what the hell are you talking about? And um, he's like, but I got a present for you. And I'm thinking he's giving her, like, AirPods, like, custom customized AirPods. It was so funny. He opens the box and out pulls his fucking <laughs> dynastic coffee mug. And he's like, it is in the reaction Alicia too gives it gives him very funny. But suddenly in comes Hammerstone and uh Mantaza, Mantaza brawling it out. And Richards like stands back, he's like, Oh Alex, what's going on? Like hammer, hammer. And um Hammer grabs hold of the mug and just smashes Mantaza with it. And um, Holiday's beside himself, but it allows uh, Hammerstone to wrap up a, a steel chain and uh, bludgeon Mantaza with it and keep him down. He's out. Mantaza's out. And like Holiday's like, what the hell, man? He's like, this is the Holidays. And he's like, do you know how much I spent for that mug? And Hammerstone's like, the visual he gives to is like, hey, man, look what I just dealt with. 
<laughs> and, uh, pretty, pretty funny stuff. And like Alicia comes back and she's like, "You gave me a mug? Like, what the hell are you thinking? Like that kind of thing." It was a good, great segment. I, I chuckled quite a bit when I was watching that. Um, but heck, uh, we get to the street fight. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Myron Reed, uh, was with Emilio Sparks. And Emilio Sparks is like, "Hey, he wants to know where his head's at." You know, no longer do you have injustice. You know, uh, you don't have your middleweight title. Where are you at here? What's your kind of mental game right now? And Myron Reed makes it clear. He's like, hey, man, I'm doing great. He's like, you're talking to me about this? He's like, I'm being nice to you. He's like, this is it. And he's like talking about hyping himself up and everything. You know, uh, Myron's really good at that, too. Uh, but all of a sudden, darkness, darkness washes over the back of 2300 Arena. And who comes sauntering in but Carly Perez? She's got tarot cards with her. She says to, to Myron that, hey, um, you are going to hit rock bottom, but I will be there when you do to bring you back up. And then she vanishes. So pretty cool stuff. What is going to happen to Myron Reed? What's going on here? Yikes. Wow. So um, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Um, but yes, so uh, we have a little moment too where a holodead Dr. Dax and Aries are counting the cash that they're winning, that they won. And um, Amelia Sparks asks what she's going to do with that cash. And she's like, oh, I'm probably going to buy a new knife and like just creepy stuff, you know. <laughs> and then in comes uh, 5150 Conan smoking um, and Spice Boogie's in there. Uh, Dr. Julius Smoke has the cart with him and uh, for the street fight. And Rivera walks up to uh, Amelia's like, hey, we like your shoes, man. He's like, what size are those? <laughs> and Amelia was like nine and a half. And I was like, yeah, that's my size. He's like, I think I'm going to take them. And Conan's like, hey, let's go win those tag team titles first. Then we'll take the shoes. And he's like, all right. So, boom, main event time. It is 51-50 versus Los Parks for the tag team titles in a Philadelphia street fight. Uh, they did cut a little promo earlier in the evening, too, which is really, really good. Very passionate. Like, Rivera is so underrated at promos. He's so good. Like, uh, man, just punches you in the face with what he says. And it's just like, man, that's some good, you know, you're going on the streets. You're going to hear that kind of shit talk in there, too. It's good stuff. Anywho, main event uh, between Lost Parks and 5150. Uh, they go back and forth. Uh, it's just L.A. Park and El Hio de la Park. But Brawl starts out. Uh, hockey sticks, uh, rakes. I'm trying to think what else is used. Kendo sticks, uh, all this st plunder is used uh, in the fight. And the oh, steel chairs, obviously, with uh, low sparks. They, they do that kind of stuff. And it's a brawl, man. It's a brawl. Slice Boogie's really good. I just like Slice Boogie. He did a spot where he leaped over the ropes, like sprung board, leaped over the ropes, and then caught L.A. Park Jr. with the German suplex. It was really well done. Um, but, uh, and yes, such a neat, neat, Tip of the cap to ECW fans with Rivera as he delivered a Van Daminator. It was well executed. I liked it a lot. Um, that was near the finish end of the match. But in the middle of the match, uh, what has happened, we didn't happen to see L.A. Park Jr. for a little bit. Where did he go? Well, he went under the ring. Who comes out but L.A. Park? Yes, he comes in and spears Slice Boogie. One of the best... Spears in the business is what L.A. Park does. It's seriously really good. He's one of the best at doing it. Uh, 
I love Goldberg's spear from all time, but like L.A. Park, man, does he have a spear? I think, oh man, definitely. I okay, people are gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna say above Roman Reigns. I love his spear. I love L.A. Park's spear. It just looks devastating. Um, anywho, uh, that game plan doesn't work because Homicide runs down to the ringside, pulls L.A. Park back out from under the ring, and they brawl to the back. Him, uh, L.A. Park, and Julius Smokes all brawl to the back. So it's down to all the the actual four competitors. Um, finish comes uh, when uh, El Hijo de La Park sets up a board in the ring that has 5150's numbers on it. He puts Rivera on the board, but in comes Charging Slice Boogie, who spears, who also has a great spear, uh, El Hijo de, de La Park through the table. All right. Then they get L.A. Park Jr. up, and they hit their, oh, 476 finisher, I think it's called. I think, I don't remember the numbers, but four, I'm going to say the 476 head crack. And uh, they nail it. It's like a it's like a Death Valley driver with like a, a double stomp almost or something like that. Really cool finisher. But they nail it. One, two, three. New champs. And Rivera's amped up. Slice Boogie's amped up. Conan's back in the, the gold mix because he's got he puts one of the belts over his shoulder and stuff like that. I know Rivera was really happy about it. He he uh attributed the whole night to his grandmother, and uh which is always cool to which is cool to see and stuff like that. So um, these, and he even got to the camera and was like, we're going to make these, the titles tag titles that everybody's going to be going for. And um, then we cut to uh, the parking lot of the 2300 arena. And um, it's Alex Kane pulling up with uh, Mr. Thomas. And um, as the press rushes there to, to go interview Alex Kane, uh, Mr. Thomas is in the passenger seat. He opens the door, and here comes Calvin Tankman, who slugs, slugs Mr. Thomas. Mr. Thomas sells so well. He goes back. He looks knocked out cold, and uh, that door closes, and Kane drives off as uh, Tankman's chasing the car, and that's how the show ends. Really, really fun episode of MLW Fusion. I recommend, if you haven't watched it yet, to watch it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, obviously, they're going back to Texas. Uh, they made a few announcements. Sato Brothers will be going to Texas. Uh, I've never heard of them, but they're from all Japan, and um, they look cool. they look badass. Like um, from New Nebraska. Well, so they're originally born in Japan, but they moved to Nebraska when they were kids, and um, then they started training and working in all Japan. So pretty neat stuff. They'll be there. Um, Rock C will be in it major league wrestling which is awesome though roh women's world champion uh it'll be neat to see if she becomes the last roh champion at least at the end of final battle this weekend uh we'll see how that goes but yes uh what a great episode mlw fusion i'm so excited to see the von erics back in the mix i'm interested to see what they do with ej naduka coming up there's a lot of great uh stars and factions and stuff like that that you can really get behind in major league wrestling and so uh yeah this has been it's always a fun show to cover i have a blast it's like i get so motivated too like when i'm writing the recaps for it for major league wrestling uh, i'm just like oh man i'm loving writing all this stuff out kind of thing. so yeah uh but yeah that should do it for this episode um you can give 
me a follow at Dominic D'Angelo. You can give WrestleZone a follow at WrestleZone.com. You can go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. But hey, check out some of my new shows. I have interviewed, I just interviewed several people. I interviewed Emily May Heller of Mission Pro Wrestling. And she goes into detail about, uh, you know, the how, you know, the mentality of Mission Pro you know, and their community aspect that they do. It's really, really cool. It's a really unique interview. Uh, she talks about the influence of Thunder Rosa that she has on the promotion. Um, and then Emily gives a very uh, passionate statement of, of what her favorite aspect of working for the company is. I thought it was going to be something, you know, uh, you know, part of her job. Like, hey, maybe a backstage interview or something like that. But she gives a really, really good answer. Yeah, better one. I couldn't ask for a better one, honestly. So uh, it's really, really cool. So definitely check that one out. And geez, why can I not think who? Oh, my God. Okay, yes, I interviewed Baron Black and Jonathan Gresham to talk their new promotion in Atlanta, Terminus. Uh, really cool, fun interview. We had to cut some of this stuff. But uh, that moment, the stuff uh, like that we did cut was very funny. Um, but it was, uh, they gave an announcement. Joe Ke- they announced on that interview that Joe Keys will be uh, a part of Terminus. Terminus. And so, uh, yes, uh, really fun. You can get some good insight onto how they're going to, well, some insight of how they're going to operate like uh, Terminus, but specifically what modern age grappling is, where they got the name, the name, origin of the name is not what you really think it is, but it does in a roundabout way all tie together. So if you watch Walking Dead, you might know what I'm talking about. So give that interview a watch um be on the lookout for some other interviews coming up not by me but by uh the wrestlezone team colin testier has been knocking out the roh interviews this week he's been he's been doing a heck of a job with it uh so uh be on the lookout for those um look out for my new show obviously there's two dynamite dudes too where i recap AEW dynamite and rampage i did it solo this week uh marcus was on assignment my degenerate brother marcus but, uh, and I did a truncated episode because, again, I was sick. Um, so, um, But I'm on the up and up and feeling better. And um, I'm heading to Vegas. Woo, baby. Heading to Vegas. So, uh, yes, it's been a lot of fun uh, this uh, past couple of weeks, so wrestling-wise. Uh, so, uh, yes, but you got to check out my new show, The Hot Tag. If you love Around the Horn like I do, uh, that's what this show is. I play the Tony Reality role. And I get four wrestling personalities to go around and, you know, talk, share the topics of discussion. Uh, and we got some very interesting ones coming up. If you're, if you're intrigued by this pro wrestling journalism and where all that lays, we talk about that. We talk about the, we evaluate NXT 2.0. We discuss AEW's potential for more popularity and the chances of maybe another pro wrestling boom coming, uh, which we haven't gotten yet. Uh, even though wrestling's in a positive direction, there has not been a pro wrestling boom again yet. But maybe we'll get one, huh? You don't know. You just don't know. Um, and then we talk about uh, 2021 champions, who, who's been the 21, who's been the best champion. Then we talk about the male and female wrestler of the year, which is gets a heated, little heated here. It's pretty cool to see. That's what I was wanting out of that show. So, yes, check out the hot tag. You can check that out on our podcast feed and on our YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, set your reminder, like the videos, do all that BS that people always say you got to do, write us a review, you know, all that malarkey. So, all right, guys, this is Dom McDaniel, WrestleZone.com, and I'll check you later, all right, on the MLW Fusion Fight Report.